For decades, the government either conducted or paid for research and development in countless fields. As part of its management agenda, the Trump White House proposed to modernize the process for transferring federally funded R&D to the commercial domain. The National Institute of Standards and Technology has published a green paper detailing several proposals for making that happen. For more, we turn to Dr. Walter Copan, Undersecretary of Commerce and Director of NIST. Dr. Copan, good to have you on. Thanks so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this important matter. And you've got a long history in the field of tech transfer, so that sounds like something of special interest to you. It is indeed. And uh, uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology has an important role for the nation uh, in its innovation system and looking to create the greatest value from our federally funded science and technology investment. Now, this is called a green paper. Why the word green? Because of the money that can be made from commercializing? (laughs) Well, it's actually a term that's often used as a uh, discussion document that's being provided for additional feedback. The entire journey of creating the green paper involved thousands of inputs from uh, stakeholders across the United States from our industry, from our universities, from our federal laboratory system. And it's part of communicating where we are in this process to indicate some of the feedback that's been received um, and also to invite further uh, inputs back to NIST as we look at implementing uh, actions as a follow-on. So it's not a policy. It's not a definitive document. It is a work in progress that we are creating together with the important stakeholders of the United States. And what are the goals of this initiative to modernize the tech transfer process? When the technology transfer system was created in the United States in its current form, it was 1980. And the Bayh-Dole Act, the Stevenson-Weidler Act, and some of the follow-on legislation opened up the doors to industry to engage much more effectively with our universities and our federal labs. But when you think about 1980, that was, the, that was before the digital economy. That was before our, um, our cellular infrastructure was created. And so much has happened in computation, in communications, uh, in technologies of all kinds. And so the original vision around technology transfer was, well, the laboratories would create things, and then industry would uh, pick and choose what it wanted. Uh, but The world of research and development now is much more collaborative. It's much more co-development between academia, federal research, and the corporate sector. And so part of this modernization is just simply recognizing the good work of the previous legislation and processes, but the need to move on to make it more agile, more flexible, and faster at the speed of business. And what are some of the specific proposals in the Green Paper that would enable this, speed up things? The Green Paper includes a series of intended actions that would first and foremost create greater clarity for those who are working across the federal uh, interface, those who are trying to work with our federal laboratories, uh, federally funded research, uh, building uh, consortia. So some of the actions involve uh, creating greater flexibilities in the partnership mechanisms themselves so that they can work at the speed of business and not spend um, a, an inordinate amount of time in negotiating deals rather than just getting on with it in a plug-and-play type of fashion, much more rapid, ag- agile, and flexible at the speed of uh, the economy. 
Sure. So there's some clearance of the regulatory apparatus surrounding it. And one of the other steps says measuring the return on investment or effectiveness of tech transfer. That seems like a difficult thing to do. It is, because there are many facets indeed. We're not just talking about dollars of value created in the economy or number of companies or intellectual properties that have been converted into commercial products. But a lot of it is looking at uh, at the strength of the ecosystem, how, uh, how effectively uh, we are working uh, with the entrepreneurial community, for example, and building out entrepreneurial ecosystems. We're also uh, needing to look at the broader societal impacts of the technologies coming from the federal sector. We know that uh, many of the drugs that we currently utilize uh, today are the result of federally funded research. And so making it more effective at that, uh, at that interface, also to find the technologies that are being uh, developed, uh, is another important tool. Uh, it's difficult, especially if you're a small company, to uh, figure out how to work with a series of federal agencies and, uh, and then to put the right kind of agreements in place. So making, making it much more streamlined across the uh, federal government system uh, will be uh, a part of creating greater value as well for our economy. We're speaking with Dr. Walter Copen. He is Undersecretary of Commerce and Director of the National Institute of Standards and Technology. And in developing this green paper, these proposals open for draft comment. What types of uh, domains did the stakeholders come from that you incorporated in that creation? And what were some of their big bugaboos for the current system? Uh, Thanks very much, Tom. I think that the stakeholders were very, very broadly represented from large corporations as well as small ones industry associations, um, entrepreneurial uh, and investment organizations participated, and very broadly, the nation's universities and federal laboratory community uh, were united in, uh, in these uh, efforts. Uh, some of the feedback that we received is the importance of clear intellectual property rights to make sure that as uh, technologies are developed, uh, that the ownership and the ability to utilize those is effectively uh, clarified for everyone, that uh, the abilities would be uh, available for um, intelligent use and development of, of digital products, um, copyrights and, uh, and patents, and, uh, and also to make it much easier to find uh, technologies that are available across the entire federal complex it's currently a uh, much more challenging effort to be able to uh, uh, to find what it is that's out there that could be a value for industry. And so um, having much more of a matchmaking platform was requested by industry. Yeah, it sounds like it's almost as difficult or analogous to finding prior art in the uh, patent, patent uh, process. Yeah, I think there's there's some analogy there, but really this is looking now at uh, at opportunities that are that are available, understanding how far along they are in their development process, what they can be used for, and how it could be uh, further advanced in collaboration with federal or university partners. And do you envision some sort of online portal that might give that information? I mean, many years ago, I remember. NASA used to publish a magazine called Tech Transfer, which they listed all the things that were developed and available, but that was just one agency. That's right. Yeah, we're looking at a a tool that's available to cover all of the federal agencies, so a one-stop shop, if you will, 
for uh, everything that's available in uh, in the U.S. for the benefit of the U.S. economy and and public. Uh, for the benefit of of industry. And you mentioned earlier, of course, there's a statutory basis for the current tech transfer system. Do you envision needing Congress to act to help you modernize it? Yes, there's there's some action of that kind that's going to be necessary. There will be a series of actions that can simply be taken under the existing legislation, existing authorities, and and to make some of these changes to streamline the system, make it easier to navigate and get more value into uh, into our economic system. But some of the changes uh, will require uh, legislative action or, or implementing regulation to clarify and, and to modernize the technology transfer system for the 21st century. And so we are anticipating uh, very good support uh, from both sides of the aisle in this uh, in this effort, and tremendous support as well from the U.S. community of innovation. I was going to say, this doesn't sound like it might be a particularly politically charged type of issue. No, it really isn't. I think everybody uh, wants the United States to be strong and successful, to be competitive, to have the highest quality of life that's available. And I think we all recognize the importance of the technologies, the inventions that come from federally funded research. I had mentioned the benefits that have come from our um, investments in, in health care and, uh, and new uh, therapies and diagnostic tools. Uh, you had mentioned just a moment ago uh, NASA and, uh, and some of the uh, technologies that we utilize now every day uh, on this planet that came from research for our space program. So our, our goal is to make it faster, more agile, and to, and to provide the greatest uh, possible benefit for our entrepreneurs and our small businesses that drive so much of U.S. employment and the economy. And I think that everyone in Congress wants to make sure that that happens. And how long do people have to comment on the Green Paper? The Green Paper comment period is open until January 9th. It's available on the nist.gov website. And so we invite you to read the Green Paper in its current draft form um, and drop us an email at, uh, at NIST with your feedback. Dr. Walter Copan is the Undersecretary of Commerce and Director of the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Tom. It's been a real pleasure. We'll post a link to the Green Paper and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at pluralsight.com vision.